Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium on this 23rd of December. I'm sure a lot of you are out doing some last minute shopping. Please be careful with the traffic. We're going to be talking a lot about the Bucks this week, what they need to do against Jacksonville tomorrow, a couple games today on the slate in the NFL. Maybe some bowl games. USF had a great showing on Thursday night. And how about the Lightning? Did you happen to catch that game against the Stanley Cup champion Las Vegas team? We're going to talk about that as well. JimmyBSports.com gets you on the show. We'll be right back to kick it off on Power 90.1. In the heart of Brandon, you'll find your local fine jeweler. That's Macaulay Fine Jewelry. Stop by our new location directly behind our old building at the southeast corner of Robertson and Kings Avenue. Shop Macaulay's Holiday Sale. Going on now through Christmas Eve. 25% off all regular priced merchandise, excluding the previous loved case or the 50% off case. Make this year's holiday season extra special. Get to Macaulay Fine Jewelry, where we have a group of very talented designers and jewelers on site who would love to help you create a -a one-of-a-kind piece or choose from an array of beautiful fine jewelry ready to box and gift wrap. The holiday sale is on now at Macaulay Fine Jewelry, 201 South Kings Avenue, in the heart of Brandon. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power. 90.1. Welcome back, Bucks fans. Did you guys get over that game last week yet up there in Green Bay? We went up there to the frozen tundra and took care of business. I had a bunch of emails from people saying, are you going to give Baker Mayfield his due now that he had a good game, NFC Player of the Week? Absolutely. You know, I I call him as I see him and all the previous games that Mayfield had, he really played lousy in my opinion, and this past week against Green Bay, he played awesome. So, great game, Baker. He went out there, he threw for 381 yards, four touchdowns, and that puts us soundly in first place by a game at 7-7 atop the NFC South Division. So, that game's behind us. We have three games left. Tomorrow, Jacksonville comes to visit. Then we have the Saints, and then we finish with Carolina. So pretty much, we control our own destiny. Tomorrow's game is a big game. Every game is a big game in the NFL, obviously. But the game in two weeks against the Saints is even bigger. Because if you can win that one, then we're going to probably clinch that division. So just recapping last week's game. Now, look at... Look at Rashad White, what he did. He had another great game, 21 carries, uh, 90 yards. Then you have Godwin, 19, 10 receptions, 185 yards he had. And when you have 185 yards as a receiver, something's going right in your direction. Either they're slacking off on defense or the offensive coordinator is calling your number or the quarterback is checking off and finding you because he knows that you're a hot receiver and we've talked about Godwin all along he's someone that I still say has the best hands on this team and when push comes to shove Mayfield or any other quarterback would look for Godwin 
and they did put him in the slot. We spoke many times about his lack of being thrown to earlier in this season. And that, again, was because he was you know, in the wideout position versus in the slot. In the slot, he can go across the middle. He's not afraid to go across the middle. He's one of these guys that doesn't have alligator arms. He's willing to go across the middle. And when you can get him the ball, like Mayfield was able to do, he can pick up a lot of yards after catch. And that's exactly what he did. Now, I'm going to tell you what the Bucks are trying to do is they want to run a very balanced game plan. By balanced, I'm saying you know, they want to throw the ball 50% of the time and run the ball 50% of the time. Bowles is going to insist on the ball being run. He That's what he wants to do. And... You know, if we have games like we did against Green Bay, then it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. You have to improvise and you have to be able to go out there and change up the game plan, whether it be before the half or definitely in the locker room at halftime. But last weekend, you know, we didn't have to do much as far as um, changing anything up. We probably played what I thought was their most complete game of the season. And here we are at Christmas, three games left, and we're in the position like we were last year where we have a very good chance of winning that division. Winning that division gets a home playoff game, and that would be a feather in the cap to everyone on that team. I know throughout the year, they felt a lot of times that uh, the people were condescending, talking about they're not um, a good of a team as they should be. There's a lot of doubt about the coaching staff, whether it was Bowles or the new coordinator, Canales. Uh, Evans in a contract year. How's he going to react? Why can't we run the ball? All those things came up during the course of the year. But Todd Bowles, to his credit, was able to keep the team together. And they probably had a, you know, us against them mentality. Um, us against everyone else and it, whatever works it doesn't matter to me what they do and as long as they're able to go out there on a Sunday or you know, sometimes on a Saturday this time of year go out there and come away with a W and that's never easy you have a game this weekend Jacksonville coming to town Trevor Lawrence he did practice yesterday for the first time this this week you know he has that high ankle sprain as well as he's in concussion protocol now just because he practiced doesn't mean that he's going to play because he has to be able to meet all the criteria to clear the protocol for the concussion to go and play now what does it mean if he plays or what does it mean if he doesn't play now quite honestly if the bucks play the way they did last week then they're going to win whether he shows up or not. I really think that the Bucks are going in the right direction right now. And I think that if they continue making the smart plays, and by smart plays, I mean don't get an offsides penalty when it's you know, third and four. Don't get drawn offsides. Be very aggressive but do it in a way where you're not taking 15-yard penalties for unsportsmanlike conduct. Let the coach use his challenges. Let him use all the timeouts. You don't get credit for them, coach, after the season's over if you have them all saved up. So during the course of the game, go out there and use them. 
you know, it, it shows that you're in the game. It shows that your team is, you know, looking to you to see what you're going to do. And I really think that Bowles has grown during the course of the year. And, you know, we put together a couple wins right now. So, you know, we got the Saints coming to town in a couple weeks. We already beat Atlanta up there. And then we have Carolina at the end. So we do control our own destiny. And when I say that, who would have thought that we would be in that position two weeks ago or three weeks ago? Not a lot of people. So again, hats off to what the Bucks did. And I think that there's a lot more to be said for what they can do this season. Mayfield needs to go out there and no, maybe there won't be any type of looking for a quarterback in the draft like a lot of people were talking about. Maybe Mayfield is a quarterback here. He definitely has the ability. He has what I think is the most important ability, and that is the ability to go out there and play 100 110% week in and week out. He is someone that say what you want about him, whether he has a good game or a bad game, he does leave it all out on the field, which is more than I can say for... Devin White as we roll into that conversation right now Uh, a lot of people I've had a ton of emails you know regarding Devin White what are they going to do with him Um, here's a story last week he was a scratch by by Bulls he he did not play and here's what happened he coming back off an injury he was cleared to play and my understanding, the team said to him that they wanted him to split time with K.J. Britt. And he didn't like that concept too much. And he decided that he wasn't able to play. So all week long, you're hearing things back and forth. You know, is the dissension in the locker room? What are, what are other players saying? Is it going to affect what happens on the field Sunday against Jacksonville? That's the most important question. And of course, you know, everyone says the right things. You listen to Bowles in the press conference. He'll say, no, everything was all set. We talked and everything's good. No issues. You know, you listen to Devin White in the press conference and he'll be saying, no, I, no, Bowles is like a second father to me. Uh, there is no misunderstanding. I definitely did not quit on my teammates and, you know, all the things that, you know, the people want to hear. Here's the fact. The fact is, is that if he was able to play and the coach says to you, I'm going to split time between you and someone else, you say whatever it takes to win the game, coach. You don't do what he did. So, yes, Devin, you did quit on your team, in my opinion, for whatever it's worth. So did you learn something this week from it? I hope you did because it's a learning process. If this week you can play and the same scenario comes up, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? I hope you say Whatever it takes, coach, put me in whenever you think it's the right time. Because quite honestly, the team seems to play better without you, for whatever that's worth. So is there dissension on the team? I, I heard a few things where there is some you know, murmuring in the, in the locker room. Some of the players are disappointed in his actions. They won't come out and say it, but that's what the uh, scuttlebutt is coming from the locker room. So for the Bucks this weekend, I'm confident that they're going to go out there. They're going to play another good game like they have the last couple. 
And when you're in this situation, uh, like they were against Atlanta, where that was their season, and they pretty much treated that game as a playoff game. They go out there and you know they play well up there in Atlanta and win. Quite honestly, what worries me is that this is a home game, and we're playing better on the road then we play at home for some reason. So I'm hoping the, the pirate ship is fired up and ready to fire the cannons this week. And if you're in the area, able to get to the game, go out there and support the Bucks because we want that home playoff game. Doesn't matter who it's against. We just want to win that division and go out there and you know get to the playoffs. Love to hear your thoughts. Again, keep the emails coming. We'll get them on the show. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. We'll be right back. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels. You might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-390-5160-800-390-5160-800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, football fans. Not only are the Bucks playing, but of course we have a full slate of games. We already had one game on Thursday night where we saw the Rams beat the Saints 30-22. to um, Nice game for the Rams. They were able to get the lead and then hang on at the end. Before we go any further, I'd like to know... Email me your fantasy football lineups. Let me know who's doing well and what you have to do to win this week. I know for some leagues, the, the playoffs start this week. For others, it started last week if it's in a two-week two uh, scenario. So let me know how you're doing. I was uh, lost by a couple points in the first round, but I can make it up this week in the second round. So let's hope that happens, and let's hope that you're doing well in your fantasy playoff league if you made it that far. If you look at some of the games, you know, this is week 16. Now, this is a week that the Lions are hoping to clinch their first division title in 30 years. And we have a high-powered matchup between the Cowboys and the Dolphins. And then, of course, on Christmas Day, it ends with the matchup with the Ravens and 49ers, which is a game that I can't wait to watch. I think that that could be a preview to the Super Bowl. So we're going to see what uh, happens in those games. You now, you have earlier, um, you now with this time of year, we have some games on Saturday. So later on today, we have a 4.30 game where you have Cincinnati playing at the Steelers. Um, that's 4.30, like I mentioned. The Bengals are 8-6. and six. The Steelers are 7-7. Seven and seven. Now, both of these teams, they've trended in opposite directions since the Steelers won their first meeting a month ago. Now, the Bengals have gone 3-0, and oh, and the Steelers have gone into a 0-3 spiral. Now, if you look what happened earlier this week, Pittsburgh wide receiver Deontay Johnson said that the team that wins the line of scrimmage will win the game. So, you know, 
that makes sense, Deontay, but why don't you get open so we can get you the ball, we being the Steelers. You know, find a way to get open. Let the boys in the trenches do what they do best. So considering the Bengals have averaged 115 rushing yards per game this season, um, I think they're going to go ahead and run the ball. T. Higgins, I think he'll have a huge game as well. So if you have him in your fantasy football league, I think you're going to have a good week. Of course, they're without Jamar Chase and the Steelers. No, their safeties. No, Miss Fitzpatrick. He's not playing and neither is uh, Kazee. He's, he's suspended. So I think that Higgins is going to have a big game, like I said. And I look for the uh, Bengals to pull away and win this game by 7 to 10 points. Um, you know, it, it, probably by a score of 24-17, something like that. The second game tonight is going to be the Bills at the Chargers. Now, the Chargers are 5-9. and nine. They're, they're a dumpster fire, pretty much. And, of course, you know, Staley's not there anymore. He got fired. I thought they were going to fire him at halftime. But um, that position's open. There's some talk of possibly Belichick going out there. We'll see what happens. Some talk about Harbaugh from Michigan going out there to Los Angeles. What do you think about that? Anyway, the Bills, uh, despite their issues, now, like I said, with the uh, Chargers, the Bills have been resurgent. So the troubles that the Chargers have faced, the Bills have pretty much turned it around. They've won four of their past five games, and they pretty much dominate the series with the Chargers in past years, and I think that this is going to be somewhat of the same. I'm looking for the Bills to go out and probably win this game by a touchdown. Um, if you're a fantasy football player, Joshua Palmer, uh, he's firmly the sleeper because uh, Keenan Allen's not going to play in this game. So I predict, like I said, Buffalo to go out there, win that game by 10 to 14 points. Kicking off the games tomorrow, you have the Lions, who are 10-4 and four at the Vikings. The Vikings are 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, Detroit's a three-point favorite on the road. So, no, well, most eyes have been focused on how the Lions quarterback, Jared Goff, is going to fare against the Vikings' blitz packages. I think this game could turn on how well the Lions do or don't do run against the Vikings' defense. The Lions entered the game with the NFL's second-most rushing yards, 1,973 to be exact, while the Vikings' defense has limited opponents to the league's fewest, fifth-fewest rushing yards. So I don't think that the Lions can lose if the Vikings can't stop them from running. Now, it is out there in, in Minnesota. Um you know, you do have a couple X factors. The Lions cornerback, Cameron Sutton, an easy way to lose to the Vikings is to let wide receiver Justin Jefferson dominate. Again, fantasy football players, those of you who have Justin Jefferson, it's been a crazy season. Let's see what he's going to do. So a big game, lots at stake. Um, if you start with the important thing, Detroit can clinch a playoff spot in the NFC North with a win. Even if it loses, though, it can still claim a playoff spot if the Seahawks also lose. So how about Minnesota? Well, they can increase their postseason chances to 70% if it wins. But if they lose, they're down to 28% if you're into analytics. 
I think the Lions win this game by 14 points. We have the Colts at the Falcons. The Falcons are 6-8. and eight. Then you have the Colts are 8-6. and six. So both teams are going to be starting quarterbacks that they had no intention of starting at the beginning of the season. You have Taylor Henneke, which is going to make his third start this year for Atlanta in place of Desmond Ritter. And of course, you have Gardner Minshew. He's going to be making the start for the Colts in place of Anthony Richardson. So you could you know, pick the, the lesser of two evils there or who you think is going to win. The Falcons have allowed only five rushing touchdowns, all of them by, that's right, quarterbacks. But I think that if you look at Jonathan Taylor with the running back, he does have that thumb injury. The offensive line's performing pretty well for Indy right now. And here's an interesting stat. The Colts have lost 19 straight games with a takeaway, which is the longest active streak in the NFL. So that's an interesting stat. I think that if you look at this game, uh, push comes to shove. The Falcons are finding ways to lose and the Colts are finding some ways to win. With that said, I'm going to take Indianapolis by a field goal in this one. Seattle, 7-7 seven and seven at the Titans. The Titans are 5-9. to nine. Of course, what you want to watch in this game, Derrick Henry, okay? 16 carries for 9 yards last week. Worst performance ever as a starter. So he's having it down here, no doubt, but he's still on pace for a thousand yards. They need to get Henry back on track in order to win. Are they going to be able to do that? I'm not quite sure. They should get a lot of opportunities, though, against the Seattle defense that's allowing 127 rushing yards per game. Um, you know, he's got a career low 3.8 yards per season, per carry this season. Uh, like I said, nine yards from scrimmage last week. So Seattle, there's 500 team. And I think that more times than not, they play exactly like that 500 team. But I do think that they're going to be able to step up and play well against the Titans. And I look for Seattle to win this game by three to four points. You have Washington at the Jets. Commanders are 4 and 10. The Jets are 5 and 9. And of course, the Jets quarterback carousel is spinning once again as Trevor Simeon is expected to replace Zach Wilson. Not because Zach Wilson played that bad. All right, he did play bad, but he has a concussion. So Simeon's going to be the Jets' fourth different starter. The first time since 1989 that they had all that many in one season. Doesn't matter who starts for the Jets, except maybe when they're playing Washington. So, again, I'm not sure if you have anybody in your fantasy team on these two teams. I actually hope you don't. I think that somebody has to win. I think that the Jets will probably come out ahead by a field goal in this game. You got the Packers coming off the loss to us last week. At the Panthers, the Panthers are 2-12. and This is a must-win game for Green Bay. They saw their playoff hopes drop, obviously, with consecutive losses. And, you know, when you have a 2-12 and 12 team, a lot of times that does well for your chances. I look for the Packers quarterback, Jordan Love, to be able to go out there and have a big game. And I, I would be very surprised if the Packers didn't win this one by at least 10 points. 
You have the Browns at the Texans. It's going to be a defensive game, no doubt. I think Cleveland may have the best defense in the league. It features some of the best cornerback play in the NFL. You know, you have the cornerback trio of uh, Martin Emerson, Ward, and Greg Newsom. And you put those three guys together, it's really tough sledding for the other team's offense. The Texans are 4-1, though, against teams that entered with a winning record, tied for fourth best in the NFL. So what I'm going to say here, I'm going to say that the Texans surprise the Browns and win this one by a touchdown. You have Jacksonville at the Buccaneers that we talked about. No way the Bucs should lose this game. I don't care if Trevor plays. If he doesn't play, Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be the difference in this game. He's banged up, no doubt. The Bucs are coming off a, a great win up in Green Bay last week. They had the momentum going, so he can play or not play. Um, he had Devontae Adams, obviously, which is someone that we have to watch, but I do think that the Bucs are going to win this game by 10 points. Hopefully it's more than that, but definitely by 10. The Cardinals at the Bears, it's one of these games where it doesn't really much matter for either team. Um, you know, James Conner is going to have a good game against uh, the Bears' defense. And when you have two teams at this time of year with those kind of records, um, unless they're one of your teams, you probably won't pay much attention to them. But I will take the Cardinals in this one by a field goal. You have a Cowboys at the Dolphins. This is definitely one of the top two games of the week. You know, you have Tyreek Hill with Miami. Though he returned to practice on Thursday after missing last week's game because of an ankle injury. So I think he's going to have a good game. I think that you have C.D. Lamb, the receiver for the Cowboys, on the other side. I think he's going to have a big game as well. He's probably Dak Prescott's favorite receiver. Um, the matchup between the Cowboys and the Dolphins features the top two scoring offenses. Both teams are averaging more than 30 points per game. The Dolphins 31 and a half and the Cowboys 30. So I think if you look at this game, yeah, you want to take the over. If you're going to put a couple shekels on the game, yeah, if Miami wins, they can join this opponent in the playoffs. And that would be something that they definitely have up on their bulletin board. And I think that the Dolphins do win this game. I look for a score of 27 to 20 with Miami coming out ahead in this one. You have the Patriots at the Broncos. The Broncos are 7-7. Seven and seven. Question is, how committed are the Broncos to their run game against the Patriots defense? That's number two in the league against the run. Number one in fewest rushing yards allowed per play. So it's going to be interesting. Both teams, uh, I look for a special teams with this one. Someone's going to return a kick or a punt return, I think, for a touchdown. The Broncos ranked number one in the NFL in kickoff returns. So I think special teams will decide this game. And I do think that the Broncos will win this game by probably two touchdowns, to be honest. You got the Raiders at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 9-5. and five. 
The Raiders are six and eight. What to watch for in this game? The Chiefs have beaten the Raiders in ten of eleven games with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Do you have to say anything else? I think that that's really all you need to know. Of course, you have Max Crosby, the Raiders' edge rusher, has thirteen and a half sacks.、Um, Is he going to go after Mahomes? You better believe he's going to. This is a great rivalry, and really anything could happen in the game. But you know, when you have Travis Kelsey playing,、um, you have Mahomes. You got to go with the Chiefs in this one, and I am. I'm taking the Chiefs by a touchdown in this game. You also had the Giants playing the Eagles, one of those NFC East battles that you never know which way it's going to be. Philly is favored by almost two touchdowns. So.、Uh, Matt Patricia, second week as Eagles defensive play caller, he didn't do that well last week. Eagles lost three games in a row.、Um, quarterback Tommy DeVito has given the Giants a spark, but is it going to be enough at the Eagles? I think that the Eagles are going to turn things around in this one. Jalen Hurts,、uh, he might be a little bit banged up, but I think that he's going to come out and play well. And I look for the Eagles to win this game. By that fourteen points, then the game on Monday night you have the Ravens at the Forty Niners. Now San Fran's a five point favorite in this game. Talk about a Christmas gift, right? This could be a preview of the Super Bowl that I mentioned earlier in the season.、Um, now Philly, they, they may have something to say about that. Kansas City may have something to say about that. But when you have you know, San Fran's Brock Purdy. And Christian McCaffrey,、uh, Purdy has a great game. He could be MVP running. And of course, you have Lamar Jackson on the other side for Baltimore. When Lamar, I think Lamar Jackson may be the most electrifying player in the NFL. I think Christian McCaffrey is the best all-around football player in the league. But you know, when you have these two guys on the field. Anything could happen. It's at San Francisco, and I'm going to give San Francisco the edge only because they're at home, and I think they're going to win by a field goal. That's my update. That's my picks for the games this week. Would love to hear your thoughts. Go to JimmyBSports.com, shoot me an email, and we'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power Ninety Point One. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling, serving Valrico and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, Fire and Ice will give you an honest estimate on any repairs you might need. Also specializing in new installs, using the industry's highest quality parts and equipment. Don't fall for service time gimmicks that end up sticking you with an overpriced repair bill. Over 25 years of experience dedicated in providing exceptional services. When you don't want service with a guest, call the best Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling. Call 863-797-7096. That's 863-797. Seven seven zero nine six or online at fireandiceair.com. Now, now back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power ninety point one. Welcome back, hockey fans. I want to get an email read here from Francis up in Landa Lakes, saying, "Jimmy B, what did you think of the Lightning and the Vegas Golden Knights game on Thursday night?" Well, Francis, let me tell you something. That game. Was probably the best game that I've seen the Lightning play this year. It had playoff atmosphere to it.、Uh, you had a great fight in there. If you like to watch some of that with Hagel,、uh, 
Uh, Kucherov was working his magic. Uh, Vasilevsky standing on his head. I think he had 30 saves. So, and of course, you know, Nicholas Paul with the Christmas gift scores the winning goal with 113 left in the third third period and he also had two assists so it's always nice when the defending Stanley Cup champs come to visit and that's what Vegas happened to do uh, you know they just had a loss six to three loss at Carolina so you thought that after that loss on Tuesday they'd be all ready to go and come in and you know give the lightning all they can handle and they did come out and they did score the first two goals and it was two zip Vegas after the first period and then of course you know, the second period is what typically gives the lightning trouble throughout the year if you've been following them for some reason in the second period a lot of times will come out flat but that really wasn't the situation um, you know you had Kucherov had a goal and two assists Braden Point had two goals and assist Barry Boulet also scored for the Lightning um, if you look at what happened we came out we scored four times in that second period all right and of course if you watch Kucherov he got the unsportsmanlike I guess he was saying something to the referee as he was going off the ice and you know, he thought there should have been a penalty called um, on Vegas, but it wasn't. So we went up 4-2 to two after we scored three times in a three-minute stretch late in the second. You know, Kucherov, like I mentioned, he had a 5-on-3 goal and he assisted on points power play goal 33 seconds later. And then Kucherov set up another point goal to end the surge. Now, Kucherov, by the way, he's got 57 points now. Um, really had a great game. Uh, Sergachev, uh, he took a shot off the back of his left foot Tuesday. He didn't play, but I think they're going to be able to get him back. Hopefully today... Um, when they're playing Washington up there. But if you look at that game, what, what I want to say about this game is that we did get the, the, the win. We did get the two points. But here's what I want to say. Our defense needs to be able to step up and start playing and not making these games uh, where we have to score five or six goals to win. Now, it's, it's driving me crazy trying to figure out what's going on. This team, we can put the puck in the back of the net. Here's this, uh, we are third in the league in scoring points. We're also third at, in the, from the bottom of points given up. So how about that for a stat? Our offense is doing their job, and this team... This team has all kinds of talent, and that's why you keep the guys around that we do. The, the senior players, the guys that can go out there, the veterans, they know what it takes. They were around when we had the winning, uh, the Stanley Cups and all that. So, But the atmosphere for this game, the, the, when Hagel got into that fight, everyone just, the, the whole... The whole Amelie exploded and they were ready and that turned the team around. And quite honestly, sometimes that's what you need. The team's flat sometimes. That may pump them up and go out there and get the job done. So 
you know, what I do want to see, though, it's not November anymore. This is, you know, the end of December, going into January. So the defense, the experiment with what's going on needs to really uh, step up its process and come to light and start playing and shutting teams down. Usually when we had a lead from years ago, we'd be able to say, you know what, that's it. Vasilevsky and the defense are going to clamp down. They're going to put some pressure on the blue line and be able to come away with a you know victory the way it is. Maybe an empty net goal we'll get. Um, but other than that, that, that's the way it used to be. It's not that way. So every game, even when we went up, even when Paul put us up 5-4, to four, there's still a minute and seven or so to go. Everyone's saying, oh, here we go. They're going to score. Vegas will score. It's going to go to overtime. And then you know how we do in overtime. So, you know, we got to think positive. I know. I understand. But you also have to be a realist. And I think that this defense needs to really come into its own. I think that the Lightning need to go on a streak instead of winning two games, then having a lousy game. We need to put a streak together of no six, seven, eight in a row and, you know, get back to where we need to be for the playoffs. So that's my thoughts. Would love to hear what you have to say about the Lightning. Who are you disappointed in this year with the Lightning? Better than that, who are you impressed with? Who do you think is really playing well for the Lightning? I'm going to say my favorite guy there is Kucherov. He is a witch. He can he can get you know, assists. He sets people up left and right. And that shot, that goal that he had, that 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 puck came off his stick like a like a shot. So if you um ever get a chance to go sit in the you know first couple rows and watch how fast and just you'll really have an appreciation for the game it's not the same watching it on tv so i really think that it's still the best value in town and you know with the bucks winning last week you know in the playoff picture now we can firmly talk about them you had the lightning you know playing a great game on thursday night how about usf how about USF? What a great year for them. Um, they had a, a 45 to nothing win. Syracuse in the bowl game they played on Thursday night. Not to mention, though, they were 50th in recruiting for the class signings uh, throughout the country. And Grosch has done a great job out there. So hats off to him. They're going to be building a new stadium up there on campus. Uh, they had the best recruiting of anyone in that American Athletic Conference. And, you know, there's a lot of positive momentum going on with USF right now. And even the men's basketball team. We'll start talking about them more as um, January and February with the league play. As they start, we'll be you know, focusing more on the basketball as well. But, you know, USF, they went to the bowl. They took up half of that stadium in that bowl game down there in the Boca Raton Bowl. And they had a great showing, great game, obviously. Yes, yeah, Syracuse was banged up. It's really tough. I don't talk much about the bowl games for the simple reason is that you never know who's playing. Too many guys take the bowl games off because they want to save themselves for the combines there for the NFL. They don't want to get hurt. Um, so you never really know. The big games, the top four are obviously coming up um, next week. We'll be definitely touching on those games as well. 
Um, Florida State, as you probably know by now, is suing the ACC over the clause that it's going to take them to get out. Uh, someone said $520 million is what they're charging them to leave the ACC. If they do leave, which I think it's a good possibility, I don't think they're going to go to the SEC. I think they go to the Big Ten. Would love to hear your thoughts on that. All you Florida State fans, let me know what you thought. I know, I know we're still no mad about not getting in to the top four with the playoff picture. Going undefeated, you run the table, you win the conference championship game. Did they deserve to be in there? They did deserve it if you look at it on paper. Um you can make a fight for the other teams that got in as well. Um, so you can you can look at it both ways. But nonetheless, there is a lot going on right now with Florida State and uh, some legal issues. So brush up on that. We'll talk more about that next weekend. Guys, unfortunately, that's all the time we have um, this holiday season. Now, everyone, stay safe. You know, that, that's the first thing. And I really appreciate everyone that has tuned in to listen to the show on Saturdays. Even more people are listening to it during the week on the app and on JimmyBSports.com. If you go to JimmyBSports.com, you can click on the the video, the audio, and what, listen to the show that was there for the previous week. And that's where you also get to send emails of what you want to talk about in the show next week or thoughts about the game. Let's hope that we get a lot of emails talking about Baker and the boys having a great game this week at home. So the holiday season is here. Like I said, everyone have a joyous, safe, healthy, prosperous Christmas holiday season with your family and friends and we'll talk to you next week thanks for joining us in the gymnasium as always we appreciate it have a great weekend we'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium take care